When it comes to customer service, ensuring your clients have a consistent and predictable experience across the board will help reduce their stress levels, help you look like the best real estate agent ever, and help you save time and tons and tons of stress. In this two-part series, we're talking all about solidifying a solid client system. In this episode, we're focusing on the home buyer system. If your systems look like a bit of a hot mess or you'd like to improve your customer experience, this episode is for you. Hey there, I'm Allie. And I'm Zach, and we're realtors in Madison, Wisconsin. We've ditched all the cheesy sales tactics and sleazy scripts to craft a real estate business we truly love using the power of social media and beyond. We created the Social Agents Club podcast to give you simple step-by-step strategies and systems to transform your business, give you more freedom, and help you do more of what you love and less of what you don't. If you're a go-getter realtor who wants a strong foundation and a badass referral generating community around you, and you don't want to be boring, this podcast is for you. Let's Let's do do it. it. Hey, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the one you wait all week for. You think about it every day. When's the next one going to drop? This is Social Agent Club Podcast. Oh, wow, that was really intense. All right, we're going to get started. I'm super excited about this episode and the next episode um, because they're about systems. It's my favorite thing. So on this podcast, obviously, we talk a lot about marketing yourself as a realtor. So our goal is for you to become a social agent that has a killer system for keeping your business sustainable by focusing on repeat and referral business. To us, what could be better? That's what we want. Repeat and referral. That's our bread and butter. (laughs) So this episode isn't necessarily about marketing but it's about the customer experience. And I think that's a huge distinction because in most of the trainings that I've sat in on and how to grow your business, it was focused on just selling more and, you know, just being really salesy and the scripts to convert more leads and blah, blah, blah. And of course we all want to sell more. Right. But also the best way to like sell your business and create that loyalty and repeat and referral business is to serve our customers extremely well because, well, that's what sales is really all about, right? Serving the customer. So this podcast is me focus on customer service for your clients um, and mainly for your buyers in this one. And next week we'll talk about sellers. So the main point of clarifying your customer experience is that anytime you can create predictability for your clients, you're going to decrease stress for both you and your client. And this is like so huge because real estate can be pretty stressful, right? For your buyers, it's a big deal, especially those first time buyers, but really anybody. So it's really the little details of making our clients feel prepared and well taken care of in between the lead generation process and the accepted offer. Well, and all the way to closing, obviously, those little details are going to pay off in big ways in your business. So let me tell you a quick story about my chiropractor. So recently I started seeing a new chiropractor and their customer service really stood out to me. So from the first time I called, 
the front desk girl, she told me their entire process and what to expect in my first couple of visits. And she helped me decide what steps to take first. So they solidified this whole system when a new client calls in and comes in. And they've also solidified what happens with their clients as they hit certain milestones in their care. And to me, this just like really stood out to me because, okay, how many times have you seen a chiropractor? Like four. Okay. And did you have like a, a, did they tell you what to expect or did you just kind of go in and then it was that one visit and that's it? Right. The second one. I know. I knew that answer already. (laughs) (laughs) But this chiropractor's office was so different because they really walked me through, you know, what to expect and then uh, what I can expect from them as far as my care goes. And they set me up on this whole plan. So that in itself establishes so much loyalty from, you know, now I'm never going to leave them because they take such good care of me. And it's just nice. I know what to expect and I know what's going to happen. And I know that my back is going to be taken care of. Mm. So anyways, for our next two podcast episodes, we'll be talking about systems for our clients when it comes to buying and selling. And like I said in the beginning, this is literally my favorite subject. I love it. I love it. And Zach, I think you'll have some interesting takes on it because I created all these systems and then you're the one who really goes out and uses them on the field. You made them just for me. Yes, I did. Which I appreciate. So our systems have drastically improved our customer service. Big time. But they've also cut our work time and stress levels in half or probably more. Definitely more. (laughs) Like 90%. So Probably like 95%. 97 percent 98 degrees and rising baby let me love you to the 98 degrees girl it's heated up so in these episodes we want to help you solidify how you can systemize certain things throughout your process because who doesn't love systems right well you love systems. it's probably only me that loves well i love creating them but when things are working on autopilot in your business Nothing better, right? You can be sitting in Florida two months a year, which we plan on doing. Yes. So. And the systems just work. They just work. So first up in creating your process, let's go back to the basics. So how do you want your buyers to feel as they're going through the process with you, Zach? Um, I want them to feel educated. Right. We want them to feel educated. Uh, We want them to feel empowered to make the best choice for them and their family. So they have to trust us, right? And our trust our guidance. Yes. I want them to feel supported throughout the process. Okay. That's good. And then, you know, we want them to feel heard, right? We want to know (laughs) what they're looking for and we want them to know that we're looking out for their best interests. Right? So as you clarify what this buyer process is and then everything that happens at each step of the buyer process, you can focus on making sure all of those points are checked off so that everything that you're doing is supporting, you know, those questions of how do you want your buyers to feel throughout the process. Okay, so next, let's solidify what the steps are along the way of the home buying process, right? Right. So we're going to talk about six of them here. So step number one is uh, when you get the new buyer lead. Step two is scheduling the first meeting. Step three uh, is going through the buyer consultation. Very important. Yes, super important. If you're not doing the buyer consultation, you have to. You have to. (laughs) It's a game changer. All right. Step number four is writing an offer. Step five is the accepted offer. Yay. 
And then step six, of course, is closing. And then after, guys, gotta <laughs> remember the aftercare. The aftercare. Okay. So let's break down each of those six steps and talk about how you can systematize the entire process so each buyer has the same experience. So that means it's predictable and they know what to expect and it's amazing. Mm. You know what you know what time I think it is, Al? What? It's dinner time because we're getting down with the meat and potatoes. <laughs> Start the oven. Wow. Okay. Step number one is the new buyer lead. Okay. So when a new lead inquires, we need to set the stage and set expectations, right? Again, we're trying to uh, minimize the stress for them. So from the get-go, you want to ensure them that you're going to be there for them in every step. So you want to make sure you're standing apart, obviously, as the professional and that you know exactly what to do in order to guide them. So you need to feel confident in, you know, what happens. I don't I don't think it's best to be like, oh, yeah. So what are you looking for? So we're against scripts, right? So we right. talk all the time how we're not into like scripts and cold calling. So with these systems, we're really talking about structured conversations. So. Uh, this becomes so good once you do it over time because it's just a habit. And so you just know from the get-go exactly what you're going to say and do to get them to the next steps. Right. And I think instead of just, so a new buyer lead comes in, whatever you call them or text them, whatever. So how can I help you? Like, instead of saying that and putting that on the buyer, take ownership. Ooh, take ownership. Take the reins and tell them, and tell them what happens next so that they don't have to ask and they don't have to, you know, feel like they should know what's going on. You establish yourself as the professional. So when we get the new buyer lead, we tell them right away, hey, the first thing that we do with our buyers is we meet with them for a consultation. So we want to get that scheduled. And at this consultation, we have three main goals. Number one, we want to educate you on the process because that's really important. Number two, we want to get to know what your goals are. And then number three, we want to make sure you get accurate information because we all know certain websites like Zillow and whatever else there is out there are not accurate. So we want to get them set up on MLS listings. Love that. Love that. Love that. So, you know, I do love that. You came up with that, of course, as you do. And I love it because I tell people at the beginning, right? Like we're talking about, these are our goals. And then our buyer consultation is structured so well around those three items that at the end, I'm basically like, today we've educated you on the process. We've gotten to know your goals and we got you set up on accurate information. So it goes full circle. It's a good feeling. It is a good It's feeling. like, you know what? We did what we set out to do. And I think our buyers feel like they're hand is being held through the yes process. like you you got this yes we told them what we were going to do and then we did it okay so think about it this way you're walking onto an airplane right and don't like the the pilots stand right there when you're like walking sometimes, in. sometimes yeah sometimes sometimes and uh you know there's maybe some weather happening mm -hmm, a little bit of weather if your pilot is not confident, how does that make you feel when you're boarding this plane where you know it's going to be a little stressful? Very scary. Uh, well, I, okay, I have really bad flying anxiety. You do. And so that moment that I walk on the plane and I see the smiling faces, that's a really big deal to me because then I'm like, okay, they got this. They're confident. They're calm. You know, they 
know exactly what to do, you know, on each step of the way. And it makes me feel so much better. Yeah, it's a great metaphor. Thanks. You know what? I'm, uh, I've edited this because I started with a metaphor about a cruise ship and it didn't work out. <laughs> we started talking about mean potatoes. <laughs> so anyways, that's what we want from the very moment you get that new lead. However they come in, take the reins. Okay. All right. Step number two is scheduling your first meeting. All right. Now this sounds like so easy. Like, yeah. But... Elementary. Like, oh yeah, just put it in my plan. Right. <laughs> but we have a process for this too. So you want to be professional and organized, right? That's, I mean, for us, like, that's how we want to come across. We want to be pleasant. We want to have our, our shit together so that when our stressed clients are boarding that plane that they know could be a little rocky, uh, we got those smiling faces and we just hold their hand. So when someone wants to schedule with us, we send out a confirmation email with a reminder on the date and the time and then the location. For us, these have been on Zoom since 2020, which just kind of works out well. So we send them the Zoom link. And then we also remind them what to expect in that meeting. And of course, we say like, we're so excited to meet with you, blah, blah, blah. And then also we send them a buyer questionnaire in that confirmation email. So we've talked about this in other episodes, but this buyer questionnaire helps us gather their contact information so that they get you know added into our database correctly and all that and then they let us know if they've been through the pre-approval process with the lender and just a little overview of what they're looking for in a house so this questionnaire has been hugely helpful for huge. us it's hugely helpful for me yes talk about that why is that helpful for you it's so nice to have this information ahead of time you know what the and and to have it saved right. to have it to have a database of it so it's not like i have to frantically take notes and then try to find it or whatever like it's all there and it's in the buyer's writing so i know what they're looking for i know if they've been pre-approved i know their price point i know uh it, the big questions like what are you looking for in a realtor like what can we do to serve you how can we generate referrals so for me it's a game changer and you know what i i think above anything i almost like I think it makes us look just so professional. Like it just makes us look like cool, like a real legit business. Like, <laughs> like, okay, we're meeting with you, fill out this survey. And it's not difficult for them. It doesn't take them long, but it shows that we care and it shows that we're working. Right. And we're going to be organized. Right. So if you don't have this questionnaire as part of your business, I highly recommend that you add it. Um, and add this step into your process just to keep things organized. So if you need help with this, I've created a freebie for you. Oh, you're going to want to grab that. You're going to want to grab that. It's free. <laughs> um, it has our questionnaire template. So I'll link it below um, in the show notes. So check that out. And the link I'm going to give you will take you to a Google form and you can just copy all of that. So as long as you have Google Drive, it, you know, you should be able to access the Google form. And then I've put all the questions that we have in there. And of course, you can edit it however you see fit. So I'm going to give you access to a buyer one and a seller one. Oh, the seller one, guys. That's that's a good one, too. That's a great one. That's a must. But we'll talk about that in the next podcast. We'll talk about that in the next podcast. And you're going to want to tune in because the seller one, even better than the buyer one. <laughs> wow. Which thanks. is amazing. All right. So anyways, grab that. I'm going to link it for you in the show notes. All right. Merry Christmas to them, yeah, right? Merry Christmas to you guys. So step number one was the new buyer lead and, you know, 
telling them what's gonna happen next. Step number two is scheduling that first meeting and sending them the confirmation and the questionnaire. Step number three is actually going through the buyer consultation. So Zach, you do this, right? So yes, I do all the buyer consultations uh, just myself. I started doing these on Zoom back in 2020 as you know the world kind of moved to Zoom. And I kept it on Zoom post pandemic because I really liked it for several reasons. Uh, number one, I can just share my screen. So we have a slideshow that Ali created, of course, uh, that we go through step by step. So it's super easy. Number two, we just kind of get straight to the point and we can do it from wherever, wherever they are. We meet them where they are. Uh, I don't like meeting at coffee shops. I feel like that's incredibly distracting. Uh, meeting in the office, that's good too, but I, pre I just prefer Zoom. It's just easy. It's just easy. You're in and out. You're not dawdling. It's very professional. Sometimes it's nice to meet them in person. Anyway, regardless. So during this buyer consultation, we review our, uh, our three main goals. So in our buyer packet or the presentation, you know, like Zach said, we get fully educate them on the home buying process. And one of our favorite pages that we've added is called what could go wrong. So on that page, we discuss the most common issues that come up in a transaction. And we say like, hey, buyer, not that we want to focus on negative things that can happen. But when we take the time to discuss these most common things that come up, they're much less likely to arise because we can, you know, prevent them from happening. Or if they do come up, we've already had the conversation about it and we're prepared to handle it. Mm -hmm. And we've, you know, already started this discussion. Another important page that we've added is our schedule. And Zach hates this one, but I love it. So as we all know, it's super easy for us to let our clients run our own schedule as agents and that uh, we need to stop doing that, right? It's really important to take the reins and be the professional and you know be able to take a day off or not have to answer your phone at 10 o'clock at night all the time. So to minimize this, we wrote down our schedule, write down our full day off, and we put it in our buyer packet so that we don't forget to discuss it in advance with our buyers. And that's super, super important. Right. So when you set those boundaries and expectations in advance, you're far more likely to stick to it. And your buyers are going to be very likely to actually respect that. And so you want to let that be known off the bat, because once, once you start picking up those phone calls at 10 p.m., it's hard to backtrack. Right. And sometimes, obviously, you need to do that, but, you know, it shouldn't be the majority of the time. So if you need some help with your buyer packet and you want to add some of these things in, I have another great resource for you. It's called my social agent template pack. And in this, you're going to get templates for some lead magnets and a closing packet. And it also contains um, a template and a quick video tutorial on our buyer and seller packet. So you'll have access to all of this stuff. So if you're interested, the template pack costs $47 and I'm going to link it for you in the show notes below. So check that out as well. So once that consultation is complete, we're going to send our buyers a quick follow-up email after the consultation that includes some lender recommendations. And we also attach that buyer packet as well. And in the sign off, we also remind them of our schedule again, another reminder, and then we're set up for the showings to happen and all that next steps. So step number one was the new buyer lead. Step number two was scheduling the first meeting. Step number three was going through the buyer consultation. And the next step, number four, is writing the offer. So early on in my career, I would get 
extremely stressed about writing offers. We probably all did, whatever. But I was so afraid of forgetting something or making a mistake in that offer. And I would just lose so much sleep stressing out anytime I had to write one. And I just, I wanted to make sure I wasn't making any mistakes. And of course that gets better with practice and, you know, with more experience, but something that has helped us and helped our buyers not feel so intimidated by that big offer with all of the, you know, legal jargon is creating an offer checklist. So Zach, you use this all the time. So why don't you talk about what the offer checklist looks like? Yes, I love this offer checklist. So this is so simple um, because it's just a Google sheet and it has all of the different contingencies of the offer uh, broken down in one of the columns. So then we just fill out the details of that contingency in, in a different column. But this is so nice and it's such a game changer because instead of trying to you know go through the nine page offer to purchase and make sure that I'm not missing any lines while I'm talking to the client, you know, I just go through a checklist and then I fill it out. I talk through with the buyer, all the items on the checklist. And then once I'm done with that phone call, I actually will go ahead and complete the offer with that information from the checklist. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times you have done this, but for me, so many times I've been, I went through an offer with a buyer and then I had to call them back and be like, oh, I forgot one thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is just annoying as hell. <laughs> And this just makes you more organized and gives you that checkpoint to make sure you're filling everything out. Then when you go in to copy it into the actual offer, you're, you know, you're double checking everything that way as well. So this helps us obviously, but it helps our buyers have a step-by-step -step process. So they feel completely informed about their offer. So you can even share your screen with this if you're doing this on Zoom as well. Um, so you can kind of go through each thing step by step. And this also helps us obviously know that we have a solid system so we don't make mistakes and we don't forget anything. Obviously, I'm a little bit obsessed about our offer spreadsheet. It's been really great. Okay, so step number five, accepted offer. So our best advice is to hire a transaction coordinator. So this has been a total game changer uh, in our business and... It's a really great value for what you get. So we so we pay like $300 per transaction, and it's literally the best money that we could spend in our business because um, she keeps everything organized. So right off the bat, we send her the accepted offer, and like she has a system that she just takes and runs with from there. So I used to do all this stuff myself, right, when I was a solo agent. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot of busy work to keep track of. And we really need to free up our time to be marketing our business, to be, you know, showing houses and handling inspections and closings and all that stuff. So you should really think about hiring someone to do all that extra busy work for you. Obviously, you still have your hands in every transaction a little bit just to keep, keep things on track. But our transaction coordinator has been a godsend. And not only has it saved us a ton of time because we're not doing that busy work anymore, but it's elevated our customer experience and customer service so much more because our transaction coordinator has perfected her systems and, you know, really thought through all of the emails and follow-ups she's sending out and has that really perfected. Her follow-up is way better <laughs> than ours could ever be. So that's been a huge benefit to our business is hiring that transaction coordinator to elevate our customer service from the time of an accepted offer. 
All right, and step number six is closing and after. So with this step, we just wanna make sure that you are adding these clients to a follow-up system for your past clients, whatever that looks like for you. So obviously you don't wanna just close and then forget about them and they forget you ever existed. So for us, this past client follow-up, it looks like quarterly pop buys and then quarterly client events that we invite them to. So that's just something a little extra special that our past clients get. But when you have a solid follow-up strategy in place, you can continue to stay top of mind after they're closing. So when they need to move again, you're the only agent they think of. There's no competition. And then the same thing goes for when their friends need to move as well, they're ready and excited to refer you out. So the closing is definitely a big deal, but after what happens after the closing is extremely important and deserves just as much attention as all of the other steps in this process. So you don't want to forget about your clients, you know, after they close. So in creating this and over and doing an overview of our six steps, let's review what they were. Step number one is the new lead. Step number two, scheduling the first meeting. Step number three is going through the buyer consultation. Step number four is writing an offer. And step number five is accepted offer. Step number six is closing and after. So the hardest part of all of this is just committing to your system, right? So I would recommend if you have like a lull in your market with a change of seasons, or you're just going through a slower period, I would set a goal for yourself to get these systems hammered out and set up for yourself, you know, during that slow season. So for us, that's like November through January is like our slower season. So we have time, set a goal for yourself to get these things laid out for you. So once you have that layout, it's, it should really just be plug and play. So think of all of those things that, you know, the emails that you're sending over and over again, template those out, and then you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And when you do this, you're going to thank yourself for taking the time to set this up because everything is going to be so much easier and your customers are going to thank you too. You're doing your clients and your business a huge favor by getting that solid system in place for your buyers. So I hope this was helpful for you. As we talked about, really solidifying this has been hugely impactful in our business, not only in cutting our amount of work time down by a lot, also relieving stress for us and our clients, which in turn is going to build our business with referral and repeat business. All right. Happy systematizing in your buyer business. Until next time. From the Fiegel team. Go out and get social. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We are so grateful to have a supportive community who also likes to get weird and have fun. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. And also, we'd be so thankful if you could leave a rating and a review for us. We'll see you next time on the Social Agents Club. Until then, make it a great day.